Welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We're turning dreamers into doers. If you're ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. All right, you guys, welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. And I am so excited to share my friend Agnes Billick. She is the founder of Raw and Real Media and also the host of the Raw and Real podcast, which I happen to get to be a guest on. So do you happen to know the episode number? It's so random. I never know my episode number, so I'm kind of putting you on the spot. (laughs) I don't know it uh, now, but I'm happy to check it out and uh, you can put it in your show notes. Yeah, for sure. Show notes. And then also just you guys make sure to check out the Raw and Real podcast. She helps coaches and entrepreneurs to share their messages, grow their audience and get organic leads through podcast guest appearances. It's really great work. And I want to already cut ahead and say like, I loved being on your podcast because of the way your interviewing style is just so powerful. So um, she is also the host of the Raw and Real podcast where she is telling the stories of entrepreneurs while focusing on challenges, struggles, failures, and fears. And I think that's why I like the interview style so much because it is raw and real. You're like asking like, okay, give me the nitty gritty details of your life, of your business, how your challenges like made you who you are. And so I want to welcome you to the Hearts Unleashed podcast where we get to hear about who you are. Yeah, thanks so much. It was really an awesome intro. And, uh, you know, like you mentioned, I think it's just so much more empowering if you hear um, that other people that are also successful going through a struggle and they're going through hard times and these moments of doubts, because then it's easier for us to relate and really push through the doubts that we personally have, right? Yeah. Um, That's what I really like about it. Yeah, that's awesome. And so how did you decide to get started on this? Because you don't, you know, people don't just accidentally start a podcast. They don't accidentally end up in the industry you're in. Like what, what inspired you to get going here? Yeah. So my push personally was, uh, I think it really all started for me because I was working as a recruiter in the corporate world. Um, and I had a job where you pretty much had every month the same tasks. So I was recruiting for the same role every month with the same tools. So I didn't have a lot of creativity and I wasn't really learning a lot. Um, And back then I also didn't have a huge self-image of myself as well. So I saw all of these managers and they were quite confident and everyone, you know, pretended to know it all and be perfect, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, So at some point I quit my job. I went back to university and uh, did a master and ended up writing my master thesis about the fear of failure in entrepreneurship, which meant for me that I had to get out there, go to events and meet these early stage entrepreneurs and convince them to give me a 45 minute interview for research purposes. And uh, (laughs) That's actually where my world really started changing because I actually got to speak to quite successful people, how I would say, um, about their fears that they were experiencing on a daily basis and how that influenced their managerial style and just generally if they would wake up at night, you know, and have nightmares and yeah, just experience all of those types of fears. And that was extremely cool uh, because... I've never come across that so far in my life. And uh, that gave me personally a lot of confidence. And uh, it just showed me, wow, okay, those people are experiencing that. So uh, 
I had no idea because personally, I also have these fears or insecurities. So my self-image also started changing and I was like, hey, maybe I can do more than I thought. So some of these conversations, um, I started talking about them to people in my surrounding and started sharing the content. And I saw that also a lot of these people liked it and they found it also quite empowering. And then in the end, I checked out uh, some podcasts online, you know, I started checking what was out there in the space and I couldn't really find anything that was focused more on those vulnerable moments, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and that actually was what pushed me in the end to start because in the end, I also didn't really want to leave that entrepreneurial space because I felt so at home there. Um, and I was also really afraid in a way to end up again at such a corporate job where you pretty much just live for the weekend, honestly. Yeah. Um, and that's how I really actually got started with podcasting. That's awesome. That's so awesome. And so many gold nuggets in what you said that like, I imagine the listeners are, you know, oh my gosh, yeah. Cause you know, what did it take for you to really face and accept? Cause I hear you saying like, I really didn't want to go back to that corporate world, you know, at all costs. Like I was really working out how not to do that. You know, what did it take for you to really accept I'm not a corporate person. I'm not a nine to fiver. Like where, where did that shift happen for you? I think I was only able to do it because I was going every Friday to a certain co-working space where there were drinks in the evening and all of those entrepreneurs were present. And I just felt so at home there. And I went there every week and I was talking to them and then they started helping me out. So they started connecting me with like entrepreneurial coaches and just similar people in the space. And I think having that surrounding once a week really did it for me. And that helped me um, to overcome basically my ex-boyfriend was also pushing me and saying like, Hey, when are you going to start applying? When are you going to start applying for a job? Mm-hmm. Um, because then you have that typical plan as a couple, Hey, we're going like once uh, a year on holiday for like a month away, you know, you have a steady paycheck, all of that. Right. Um, and the same thing was with my parents. They were also asking me like, Hey, do you know already for what type of jobs you want to apply and so on. Um, but then there was just this intuition inside of me that was, uh, where I was just like, no, I don't want to apply, you know? I think it was really for me in the end that I did have that environment that I didn't want to leave and because it was just so present and that really pushed me. Whereas if I think of the situation now with COVID, where you're really more isolated at home and everything is in line, I think Mm -hmm. that's definitely way harder to overcome that barrier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of that as like um, people who might, who might have already been entrepreneurs, this pivot, this shift has been very natural for them. But like people who are used to working in a space and, and having structure and all those things now working from home, it's a total like culture shock, really, or like reality check because it doesn't work. It doesn't function the same way, you know? And I, I, um, I've actually even thought to have working from home classes for people who are not used to working from home, because <laughs> I think it might be valuable, but, um, something that you said though, the weekly Friday night going out, having drinks, meeting entrepreneurs, um, so present to the concept of you are like 
the five people you hang out with most. Your vibe attracts your tribe, right? And you mentioned ex-boyfriend, and I'm guessing it's because uh, the vibe didn't attract the tribe <laughs> in that sense. But like, uh, what have you, you know, you might have uh, given up other things in order to truly chase your entrepreneurial dreams. Like, what have you had to give up to have the life you have now? Well, honestly, I think uh, one of the biggest shifts was really the environment. Um, I think there was a major shift. And first of all, definitely like my boyfriend back then, um, I realized with these Friday drinks that that was not 100% what I wanted, just the connection that we had. And it took me also a couple of months to really accept that because I kept telling myself, oh my God, he's such an amazing person. I'm never, ever going to find someone like that. And there was this fear there, um, you know, to, to give him up because he was generally a really good guy, but he was just not perfect for me. The way how we connected, there were these small things that kept reappearing um, and they never really went away. And we were together for four years. So, um, yeah, and then at some point it was just like, he wasn't super supportive of me. I did my first interview and then I sent him that file to give me feedback. And I think he had like 10 negative points, um, <laughs> which in a way is also good. But especially if you're starting out, you also definitely need to hear some of the positive points. Yes. Um, so I really changed that and that resulted in a major life shift. And apart from that, also in my friend circle, some people that I was so close with from high school or so on, I just re-examined those relationships. Mm. Um, and also based on the reactions that I heard when I started telling people like, hey, I'm going to start a podcast. And then, you know, everyone has their opinion about it. And I just saw, hey, like if someone is not supportive, um, I'm starting out something new and I'm going to learn a lot of different things and face many ups and downs. And if I don't have people that really support me, then that's not going to help me to get closer to my goal. That was really one of the biggest things. Um, and then obviously, on the other hand, I also got an entrepreneurial coach myself, mm -hmm. which means that really um, talking to people that have more experience than I have um, and that are used to dealing with these challenges, yeah. that helped a lot as well. Yeah. So, so good. So good on so many levels because there are people who are out there just have these visions, have these dreams, and they don't feel supported or quite the opposite. Like you mentioned, is they also feel like turned down or unsupported, like actively unsupported. And I wrote a note down, like protect your energy. You know, I think that that's such an important thing to know because when like you said, I sent him the first file and I was probably already nervous and scared and unsure and just got all this negative feedback. I, I know that at certain periods of my growth for myself and my entrepreneurship, like I remember specifically around like year three or four, I was raising my rates to rates I had never asked for like thousands of dollars, you know, and, and what really happened was I was scared and unsure I could not possibly get feedback from people who are also scared or unsure or had doubt or concern. So like I didn't, those were months that I just took breaks from talking to certain people and not because I don't love them, but because I couldn't, my, my faith wasn't strong enough yet to allow someone else to give me doubt too, right? Like I doubted anyways. And so I think that that's important because 
like it's like on the raw and real podcast, like it's like, no, tell us like what's really going on. Tell us what you're really facing. And, and here, same thing. Hearts Unleashed podcast is like unleashing the whole heart, not just the fluffy stuff. So thank you for sharing that piece. And then you said something also really cool about when you started your podcast was I started to research the market and I couldn't find a podcast like what I was thinking about creating. That is the most awesome strategy for business success because, you know, and I'm giving this as, as to our listeners, you know, when you have an idea, when you have creative energy that you want to express, you know, being able to turn that, monetize that potentially is knowing that you fill a gap in the market. So Agnes, would you like to tell us anything about that or give us any advice um, about filling the gap in the market? Yes. So I also have to say right there that uh, the podcasting market is not extremely transparent. So you really have to be good in searching and finding the right (laughs) ones. Um, So that's the first thing. But uh, I think one of the most important things is uh, that you definitely, if you have an idea to keep going with it and just start testing the market, right? Um, Because usually what starts happening and what I've heard also very often is taking myself as an example. So I couldn't find anything like these types of conversations. And I started off with it and my vision was to monetize via sponsors. And I thought, hey, I'm going to grow this thing and then I'm going to monetize it. I'm going to get sponsors on and, you know, I'm going to monetize via YouTube as well. So I had like multiple of those visions, but I didn't actually know what it took to grow your audience, right? I didn't know that there are people out there who, for example, speak on stages and maybe appear on TV and that's how they build their audience. Mm -hmm. And when you see, for example, that an actor, um, I also still remember when Brittany Brown started her podcast, you know? Everyone knew her and she immediately had like thousands and thousands of subscribers and it was a huge hit. Why was it a huge hit? Because everyone knew her already, which means that if you're starting out, as I would say, a random person that no one knows and that's active for the first time online, um, like the path to monetization will take longer. Um, And that's just something that a lot of people are not aware of, I think, Mm -hmm. if they just want to monetize via sponsors so um that's just something that i personally also found out um and i really have to say that again if i wouldn't have started the path in the first place i wouldn't have taken those learnings away and also i overcame a lot of personal fears by posting videos from my podcast online you know that definitely wasn't easy the first times um but I definitely overcame some of the barriers and I let go some of these fears oh what are people thinking when I post that clip you know when you start checking your social media and and just see what are people's reactions so that's definitely connected to a lot of personal growth and then along the way um again because I got to know this space I did see another gap in the market because one of my podcast guests, um, she actually wanted to get on other podcasts. And that's when I actually, you know, started working with her to get her more visibility. And then it started also growing from there. Mm -hmm. So I think that's just also something to keep in mind because often the visions that we have in our head for many different things when it comes to entrepreneurship or also planning a travel they often don't completely turn out how we have in our minds, right? 
So good. I'm so glad you said that because, <laughs> you know, especially in today's social media world, that is an illusion, right? Like we think that just because the day we open the doors to our business is the day we become a millionaire, like, nah, sorry about you. And so I think it's so important to share that. And it's the simplest way to say it is Rome wasn't built in a day, right? And you did, you gave an, a great example with Brene Brown. And for me, it was always Gabby Bernstein. Like I saw her in her business and like, you know, I watched her launch Super Attractor and sell 18,000 copies on release. And I'm like, well, what the hell? Right. But she's been at it for 15 years. And so has Brene and, and whoever. And I think that that's, what's important in the social media world is anyone you see that's a quote unquote overnight success has been at it for 10 years. Right. And so now that our Rachel Hollis is another great example. All she has to do is yeah. whisper that she's launching a new product and it's going to exactly. sell out, right. It's going to break the internet. Yeah. So, yeah. And so I just think that it's so good because like you said, um, if we are just starting out, you can't expect the people to just come rushing right in. Our job is to stay at it, right? Don't give up. Keep And like you've done, pivot, pivot, pivot. You also now help people get on podcasts and, and things like that. And so what has kept you inspired? What has kept you going even when it, sometimes it doesn't make sense or sometimes there's zero views or like how to, what's kept you going? Yeah, I think that's always quite hard as well if we talk about content creators now, right? Yes. Uh, because creating content takes a lot of time. That's often what people don't see because it takes the preparation. So you have to first come up with ideas, with some planning. You have to actually record, which also usually takes you longer than you might think. And then you have to do the whole work around editing and actually, you know, creating nice pieces to promote it. Mm -hmm. So if no one is watching your content, then that can be quite demotivating. Mm -hmm. But also... One thing that someone told me is that, uh, especially with podcasting, the numbers are kind of like the stock price, which I also really like. That partly, you know, it goes up and down. Plus, I think that you really have to see the value in what you're doing as well. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, just if you see that it's not working out for you. So personally, for example, because... Um, if you're thinking of starting a podcast yourself or a YouTube channel or blog, whatever it is, and then, for example, your goal is really to monetize that and then that doesn't work out after a couple of months, then you just have to rethink your strategy and think of alternative ways that you can somehow connect until you really hit your goal, right? So, for example, um, what some people do is they create the course, um, like an online course, put it online on Udemy or Teachable um, based on the knowledge that they have. And then they, for example, promote it in each YouTube video or each podcast. That's like one way to make some extra money off of it. I think you have to love what you do. That's one part. And to know especially why you're doing it. And for me, it was also a big driver was fear in a sense, because like I mentioned before, I was really afraid to go back to the corporate world. So that was also in a way something that was really pushing me forward to not end up there again this way. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. And what you were sharing reminds me of that quote is the only way to fail is to quit. One plan might not work out, that's okay, right? Like it's recalibrate, 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 keep going, keep going. And um, for me, being five years into business and five years into content creation, 
years one and two, I knew that people, some people reading, I'd get a little bit of engagement. And even some of my posts today, they don't get thousands of, thousands of impressions. That's not what it's about. It's so much about the fact that like now, and I think this was like a year and a half ago that I realized like there's hundreds of versions of me in the world speaking at all times right? I don't like people listen to my podcast to go to bed or to wake up or in the middle of the day or in the middle of the night. Right. And then I've got all these videos, like you said, a YouTube channel. I think that a lot of people, you know, think that they can go to YouTube and just monetize it and, and wipe their hands and move on with life. Right. No, it's the work. And I appreciate you sent talking about the back end of the work, right? Like creative planning, actual recording, the editing and then the marketing, like we didn't even get into the marketing because that's a constant too. Right. And, and it's actually a whole nother skill set, the marketing and promotion. And so, um, yeah, there's just so many features to that, but what maybe two or three pieces or tips would you give to somebody who's, you know, maybe in the beginning of their process and they're thinking about it and either don't know where to start or don't know how to keep going. I think the best thing you can do is really uh, think about where you want to go. So let's say hypothetically, you know, you like Brené Brown and you would like to be similar like her. I'd say she's very famous, so that will be a hard one. But if you can find like a smaller version of Brené Brown, um, just reach out to this person and ask them, you know, what they learned along their way. Um, I think by doing that, you will already you know, save some time by trying and failing. Um, that's definitely something that uh, I've benefited from myself as well, from different podcast guests that I had on to just ask them about their knowledge, how they've grown their channel, you know, how they've grown their podcast, just the strategies they've used. Um, so that will go a long way. Um, and then, especially if you're starting out, um, just try to collaborate with a lot of people in the beginning For example, if you think YouTube is important for you, then check for similar channels and think about how you can uh, give the other person value um, that they promote you to their followers, right? So for example, um, I could just go to someone who has a similar YouTube channel like me and could create a video together um, so that I can like put a part of the video on my channel and the other person on their channel. So that's how you already, you know, get quite some followers. And the same system applies with podcasts, right? So think about um, what are other podcasts in the space then you can collaborate with, that you can do a, a swap with, right? And to be present in their audience, right? Um, so that helps a lot. And then when it comes to motivation, I think... Uh, Podcasts like this help a lot, you know, mm -hmm. um, listening to how other people had also hard times along their way um, and what they did. Mm -hmm. And especially, uh, yeah, having positive people around you like Abigail, she's awesome. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that helps a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so knowing where, where you want to go, collaborating and um, staying motivated, like studying or finding, you know, proof, a proof of success. And you said something earlier, too, that I meant to um, kind of just acknowledge you for is like seeing the value in what you're doing. 
I think that's so important because I really accepted for myself that I'm going to be talking about transformation no matter who or how many are listening, right? Like this is what I want to talk about. It makes me happy. It brings me joy. And it's naturally magnetizing. It's magnetic because I'm happy doing what I do and it makes it gets to make a difference because of that, right? So, um, and I see that in what you're doing is like, not only is it, could you, I remember feeling on your podcast, like you were genuinely interested, like the questions you were answering, like you wanted the answers to them. And so it was just really cool because I felt, I felt your passion inside of what you're doing and, and then your interest in helping other people get their message out there. So like, I see the value and it's clear that you see the value. And so I think it's so important for why we keep doing what we're doing. Cause it's, you know, it's much different than when, when young kids in high school choose a college degree, they're like, and I'll do that one because they think they have to choose a college degree or they go undecided, right? Like yeah. there's not a lot of motivation to be in school when you're undecided. If you ever start a business and you're undecided about it, like it ain't gonna work out very well for you. So I wanna thank you for saying, see the value because I think that's so important. So um, I love asking this question on my podcast and would love to hear about the fullest vision for you is what does it look like for Agnes Hart to be unleashed? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. And I think uh, how I like to live with my hearts unleashed is everyone I meet, um, whenever that's someone coming by for dinner, like a random person or uh, someone that I connect with online through a networking event, that I often ask them, hey, um, what can I do for you? And I genuinely try to um, just help people out uh, with whatever they can. Sometimes I connect with someone and they ask me to interact with their content. So then when I see that they're posting, for example, on LinkedIn, I always try to give them a like and a comment. Um, lately, I met someone who was very undecided in their career path and she shared her struggles with me. And then in the end, I ended up connecting her with a recruiter that I know um, that can probably point her in the right direction and someone else who was in a position that she would like to be in. So I think if we're all thinking about these small gestures we can do for other people that don't take us a lot of effort, because for me, it takes me probably 10 minutes to connect her and write a message. But I think for her, it will definitely push her one step forward to where she wants to go. Um, I think if more people have that mentality, um, that just elevates all of us. And it also makes me always happy to see that I give value to other people and improve their life in a way. That's awesome. I love that. And what a way to, you know, I love that as far as the Hearts Unleashed practice, because I, I heard service, 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 right? And, and that we all fulfill a really important role just by being connect, connecting. And, and like also too, what I hear in that Agnes, which is something that many of us don't access is like active listening skills, right? For you to say, how can I help you? And then one, mean it. And, and two, listen for what that person needs and be able to like meet that need is so powerful and fulfill such an important role, even if it's a 10 minute email, you know? So thank you for being you and thank you for sharing that. And how can we help you? How can I help you? <laughs> yeah. So if you want to connect with me, uh, just send me a message on LinkedIn um, with Hearts Unleashed. Um, and then I'm happy to, you know, sit down with you for 15 minutes and ask you that question. 
Yeah, that's awesome. It sounds like you're the most active on LinkedIn, but you, you have a YouTube channel too, right? Yes, I do. So, uh, definitely, um, LinkedIn is the place where I hang out the most. Um, but uh, I also have a YouTube channel. So if you just Google Agnes Billick, um, you should definitely uh, find me on YouTube. And uh, you can also connect with me on Instagram if you prefer that. It's at agnes.billick. Awesome. Awesome. And then um, I do have a question. So if there's any speakers listening and they would like to either be on your podcast or maybe use your services like to be a guest on multiple podcasts, like what does it look like to work with you in that capacity? Usually I work together with someone over a period of six months mm -hmm. uh, because that's just how long it takes to navigate that space. Uh, generally, when it comes to PR, whether that's via podcast or other mediums, um, it's a long-term strategy to really build your brand. It's not something that will happen tomorrow. Um, so if you want to personally work with me, um, one of the first steps I do is to really dive into someone's story um, and really analyze what are the aspects that are important and what aspects can we polish and what's just not interesting for your target audience. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also usually take a look at the online profiles and try to boost them a little bit, um, check what's the best call to action. And then I create usually a list of around 100 podcasts that are interesting for someone. Um, and I usually interview my clients myself to cut together a video impression um, and also create a media kit, which is very common in the space. Um, and then again, we agree on a certain number of podcasts and uh, then we just get them. That's so awesome. I imagine that there's, you know, a handful of whether they're entrepreneurs or they have a goal, maybe they're writing. I, I work with a lot of uh, authors or aspiring authors. So I imagine your services were real, would really be used. So is there a way to reach you directly via email or do you prefer they reach out to you social media? Uh, yeah, my email is contact at agnesbillig.com. So probably you can find that also in the show notes. You betcha. So all of this contact info will be in the show notes, but you guys make sure you go connect with Agnes. Like I said, the raw and real podcast is raw and real. I like the way you said, you said something about like gaining more confidence, you know, gaining confidence in, in this area, because I'm familiar with it. My first couple of years in the business, like you go to these events and everyone's either established or at least they make themselves look established. Yeah. And so there's like a lot of front about that. And so, and this is true for any area of life. I know we're talking about the speaking and coaching industry, but you know, when you walk into, you know, parent conferences or different meetings or business events, like it can be sort of intimidating. And so realizing that we're all humans going through a lot of the same things is a really great place to start studying that. And the Raw and Real podcast is a great place to find that out. Yeah, I fully agree. And if we can, you know, be more real with each other, I think that helps all of us. Yes, yes. I like that the Dalai Lama says, um, I always hope that when I go to big fancy meetings that someone's chair breaks. <laughs> because it's like, I just want people to start acting like they're humans. And, you know, and, and when a chair breaks or something spills is when we start acting human. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, Agnes, thank you again for being here. Thank you for bringing your joy. Thank you for unleashing your heart and following your passion. I just want to acknowledge you. I know it takes courage, especially if it, sometimes that causes a breakup or it causes, you know, you to leave certain things behind or transition your life. And it, I know that that takes courage. So I acknowledge you for doing that and for inspiring others to do that as well. 
Thanks so much for having me. It was really thank a lot you. of fun. Yes. And thank you, Hearts. Thanks for tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast. I hope you got exactly what you needed today, whether that means starting a YouTube channel or a podcast or a business or writing your first book, whatever that means, or maybe just asking that person out for a date, like whatever that means for you. I hope you got inspired today. Thank you for tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, visit us at heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts. Hearts.